All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of The Business of Love. I'm your host, Dan Lear, and this is my co-host in life and in business, Jennifer Lear. Hey. What's up, Jennifer? Uh, nothing, just, you know. <laughs> You're doing the dip. <laughs> well, when you say, what's up? Like, I think that's okay, what throws how about, me. How like, are how, you is, doing? how are you? How, how are was you your doing day? today, my dear? What's up? <laughs> I don't know. I'm like, um, this guy, nothing. Um, no, just had a great day today. This is, this is really fun. Um, um, today's Friday that we're filming this. And so it's the end of a really great, um, long week, but a lot of activity. Good. So it was wonderful to, um, you know, kind of look back and go, wow, a lot of great stuff. And mm. today was really fun. I don't know when this is going to air, but, um, when this episode that we're filming right now, uh, or recording right now is going to air, but today I had an audition for a game show. So how what? often do you, right? How often do you say that? So me and four friends, they're auditioning people in, in Las Vegas for this game show that they're going to be casting. And so mm. we auditioned, I had so much fun. That's hilarious. Yeah. I had so much fun. So, so for those of you who don't know, Jennifer is a game show like not, not not that she watches them, but she gets on them and she earns money. <laughs> so the last show she was on, we were dating, and it was called what was that called? Don't forget the lyrics. Don't forget the lyrics. Yeah. She won ten G's. Yep. And uh, we put on a party. That's exactly right. <laughs> well, we got married and had a reception, right? I said, baby, I said, if we win this, we're getting married and we're having the reception that I want. And so sure enough, we did, and I did, and we did. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> and we both said, I do. <laughs> no, it was great. Yeah, so it was really funny, too, because today, um, um, they're like, I was the only one that had been on game shows, I think, previously. Um, maybe they had, a couple others had been um, before, but many, many years ago. And I'm like, no, no, it's all about strategy. I said, so I'll help you through the whole thing. They're like, okay. <laughs> so it was great. We did so how well. much did you win on, are you smarter than a sixth grade or whatever? Smarter than a fifth grade. Fifth grade. $100,000. You won hundred grand? I did. What the heck? I mean, after taxes, everything else, I didn't quite that, that much, well, but I yeah. I understand. <laughs> but I was, but I made, yeah, but I won $100,000. So it was incredible, I know. So this like your cap is at ten thousand, but it's really about the fun and experience. So love these people. Um, we're all in entertainment. We all met in entertainment. We we're all in corporate events now, so that's the fun part too. So we were once in entertainment on stage. Now we're behind the scenes. And oh, that's funny. Yeah, yeah, it's really cool. Really awesome. had a good time. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. Well, I had an interesting day. Tell me about it. Uh, I actually just met a uh, I met a good friend of mine that I knew from high school of, yeah. of all places. Um, he was a good friend of mine, and of course, as time goes, I only saw him at the high school my like my ten year high school reunion. Mm -hmm. That's the last time I saw him. Wow. And so, anyway, he's a good guy and one of my best friends at high school. He's in town for a convention. Nice. So uh, he looked me up and wanted to see me. I spent a lot of time with his family when I was growing up, so mm -hmm. it was uh, it was really fun to connect with him. That's wonderful. I'm so glad. You know, living in Las Vegas, we get that opportunity, right? People come to town either for business or for pleasure, and we get the benefit of seeing people we haven't, you know, connected with in many years. And they, luckily, they look us up, and we have that opportunity. It's That's really, right. really cool. That's yeah, right. I'm glad you got to connect with them. Thank you. So hey, let's get to it. Okay, let's like do today's. It. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, today's podcast is off the charts. Uh, it's called the Five Stages of Marriage. And it's parallels really the five stages of business. And for those of you who might be tuning in for the first time here in the business of love, the business of love is all about how relationships and business are really paralleled. And the point is, is like, you know, so many people are uh, entrepreneurial or sales managers or CEOs or VPs, and they'll do anything to help their business grow. They'll learn communication skills or go get coaching. They'll, they'll go to trainings. But when it comes to their relationships, sometimes we don't do the same thing. So Jennifer and I's podcast is all about if we did the same things in business and we did in our relationship, 
Uh, well, if we did the same things in our relationships we did in business, then our relationship would grow. Mm-hmm. So now we're going to talk about the five stages of marriage. I'm really excited about this. Take it away, baby. I'm super excited about this. So as we've mentioned before, so I'm in the, the speaking industry where I, I run a speakers bureau that books speakers into conferences and events. And uh, one of the speakers that I work with, his name is Steve Gutzler. And he and I have talked about this before. And when he knew we were doing the podcast, he said, I- I've got to share this information with you. This is something that I teach in my leadership um, talks. And because we talk about uh, also, he, he was so much of a proponent for the correlation between business and relationship. And so he said, you've got to hear the five stages of marriage. And I'm like, totally, you know, give it to me. I'm all for it. And he said, it's easy. He said, there's five stages and it's all R's. So it's the five R's. It's romance, reality, resentment, rebellion, and renewal. Wow. And we <clears throat> walked through every single one and I cannot wait to talk to you about this. Let's I think hit it. this is so great. Let's hit it. Okay, well, obviously, romance is 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 the first um, is the first stage, and right yeah, for, that's for, the first stage. for very clear and obvious reasons. And so you're in love, or you're in lust, whatever that may be. But what happens is all these chemicals are released where you don't care about typically anything else other than seeing that new person you want you're you're um putting other things aside you're staying up late you're getting a little sleep you know you'll drive across town or fly across country to go see this person and stay up all night and then fly home or drive home and then go to work the next day you know so you're doing all of that in the first few months um to a year of a relationship and but then you know through that time you're probably looking at that person and thinking you know everything is so wonderful and maybe they have little habits that you're like Nah, that's not going to bother me. You know, I'm not thinking about that stuff. And But he's so awesome. He's so sexy. He's so this, he's so that. Or she's so this or so that. And um, and that's true in a, in a business situation too, right? You get hired for a new job or you start a new business and you're excited. And all you can do is, you know, you, all you're, you're, you're eat, sleeping and drinking this, this new job or this new business. And so it's still the same as the romance stage with this new position or, or this new business. And so second stage of marriage is reality, right? And so I know you can talk a little bit about this, of where it is in both marriage and in business. Yeah, sure. I mean, it's very simple. I mean, I think it's evident uh, after the romance, kind of, not that it wears off, but the oxytocin kind of goes away, Mm -hmm. if you will. And, you know, we're in our lives. And so you're into this reality thing. And uh, then, then when you're in the reality thing, the little things start to possibly annoy you, Mm -hmm. like maybe a messy bathroom or... I don't know, just whatever things yeah, might bother you. Yeah, little habits, you know. <clears throat> guys, I know that some women complain that the guys are leaving their socks and their shoes all over the floor. Some people are super neat and they don't have that issue. Maybe it's something different, you right. know. Um, but it's the little things that social, maybe, you know, he's watching sports all night long and maybe she's not into sports as much. And so she's like, well, hey, you know, what uh, is, this, is this how it goes? You know, what's going on yeah. here? But it's also the humdrumness of, okay, got to go to work. You got to pay the mortgage. Okay, we have kids. You've got, you know, everything going on there. And so it's just a true reality. So right, and I, I want to. Cor- I don't want to correct you, yeah. but like, it's not the humdrumness; it's the yeah. reality, right? Yeah. It's the everyday life. So it can be humdrum if yeah. you allow it to, but it's just reality. It's, it's you're just in reality. there, yeah. right? Yeah. The oxytocin is gone, the romance is still mm-hmm. there, but it's undercover and now we're into reality yeah well and you you really have to like you said undercover so you have to uncover it and make moments and and really you know go through and this is not after the first couple weeks or couple months this is Mm -hmm. you know after quite some time yeah and um 
you know, you have to make time to find that romance. You have to make time to make things exciting. You have to have those date nights. You have to, you know, not get so locked into your, your typical schedule. So it doesn't become too, well, too humdrum. I am going to use that, you know, because yeah, reality, because, yeah, reality gets there if you let it get there. Right. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. it's only humdrum if you're humdrum. I mean, that's the thing. If you're a humdrum person, then your relationship to humdrum. I guess uh, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. But I mean, I mean you're, you're, even if you're in reality, yeah. you're not a, a humdrum person. So it's just about reality. Well, yeah, I guess maybe where I, I look at the... It's subjective. I well, it is subjective, but I also, I see, I hear what you're saying, but I think I, I was using it in a different way, which is what's a little bit different. I mean, like the typical, not humdrum, but the, the same old, same old, the same, not meaning that it's bad. It's just reoccurring. There's it's nothing normal. new and exciting. Right. Right? It's yeah. normal. So it's example, reality. So example, we have a good friend. Uh, I wouldn't call him a good friend. We have an acquaintance that was a former client of mine who... Uh, very wealthy guy mm-hmm. and um you know meets this woman who's pretty hot right mm-hmm. he's all head over heels romance and this and that and the other because you know she's she's candy for him mm-hmm. you know arm candy yep they get married <clears throat> the romance kind of goes away and the reality sets in and he starts you know noticing some things mm-hmm. that he didn't see before because yeah. he's all focused on that and then you know fast forward seven months later they're divorced sure yeah so I, I mean, mean that was really fast that but was yeah crazy. <laughs> that was crazy fast, i mean yes. that, i think that's a separate situation but yeah. that's just example of you know it doesn't really matter who you yeah. are and where you're from and how much money you make it's all about these are the five stages of a relationship absolutely and you must pay attention and so this is the important part of knowing these five stages is that you can skip some of these stages to make sure that it's always wonderful so we're just going to go through what the five stages are okay so we got and, romance yep. we got reality what else yep and third is the resentment stage Ooh. I know, right? So what happens is when you're in the reality stage and then you're seeing some things that, you know, maybe frustrate you or, you know, oftentimes we're in we're in a marriage or a relationship and maybe you're thinking, I don't want to say anything right now. Like, I don't want to, um, you know, I'm going to let him be who he is or who she is. And, you know, maybe it's not my place to say, but maybe it's, you're getting a little irritated about some things. And I love this analogy because Steve used the, the, the pop can analogy, right? The soda can. So when you shake up a can, all of a sudden there's pressure that builds. But when you release the top, a little bit of the pressure comes out and the can isn't ready to explode. But when you just, you know, pop the top open just a little bit and you hear that it lets go of that of that pressure and that's what conversation is and so I think that's so important to know that um, when you're in the resentment stage and you can feel yourself feeling those ways um, that conversation is key like having a talk about it and people talk about the elephant in the room or I mean the dragon I've heard people talk about the dragon in the room but if you shine some light on it the dragon that seemed big all of a sudden seems so small so when you can talk to that person and say baby I love you but you know what I just can't watch sports every single night. Can we have a night of our own or do something different? Or maybe you can only watch one or two hours rather than four hours every night (laughs) after, right? And so, you know, and it's just talking the way that, hey, I love you, I want to spend my time with you, or hey, I need more help around the house. Will you pick up your stuff afterwards? Or, you know, or if not, just then don't mind that I do it for you. You know, so let's come to an agreement Mm -hmm. there so I can release some of that pressure. Yeah. Because if you don't, then it goes into the fourth stage. Yeah. Which is? Rebellion. Rebellion. Yeah. So rebellion is obviously is what happens when you don't deal with the resentment phase. Mm-hmm. So at that point, you know, you start doing things like everybody's different. Could be shopping too much or 
not coming home right away right. or going to hang out with your guys or your girls or, yeah. you know, could alcohol, be drinking, drugs, yeah. could be anything. Absolutely. Um, but you start rebelling uh, because you're unhappy and you're resentful. Yeah, exactly right. And you start feeling, you know, the whole rebellion thing is I deserve this. Yeah. I'm going to do this because they're not doing this or they are doing yes. this. And so that, be- that causes a big rebellious side. So if you, you know, of course you go through the romance side, if you're in the reality side and you don't take care of some of the annoyances that we all have, cause we're all quirky. We all have our quirky behaviors and our idiosyncrasies to ourselves and our habits of what make us happy. Maybe are not like our partners, even though we have such common interests all the way around. Um, if we don't take care of those little annoyances, it turns into the resentment. And if you don't take care of it in the resentment phase, it will turn into rebellion somewhere. Um, and because you start living, you start separating yourself from your partner. And so that's something that's interesting to know that when you're not able to talk about everything and you're not keeping that best friend status where you feel like you can tell them anything, that's where things get a little bit difficult. And in the rebellion stage, it really is important to, um, if you are the type of people that can come together and have a real honest, wonderful conversation, that's great. You might need some counseling. You might need a third party, you know, to talk to and some professional help to help guide you where you want to go because right. you know especially if you're in a healthy a basically healthy relationship you want to save that you know you want to be in that to where you can um, um, save the time invested and you fell in love with them for a reason so hopefully it's worth saving and especially if you have children but um, if you get into the rebellion side it is important to um, bring a third party in. So at that point, cause oftentimes if you're in that stage, if you decide to talk, it's not talking, it's yelling, yeah. you know, or it's, <laughs> right. you know, something along those lines. Yeah. So I'm gonna, I want to, um, jump in there a little yeah. bit because in this rebellion stage, you know, where I'm just going to take on that identity for a minute. So, you know, I'm rebellious, I'm unhappy, you yeah. know, she's not doing this, she's not doing that. And yeah. because this person is rebellious, there's not communication. There's yeah. not that intimacy. Absolutely. You know? Um, and so, that person being me right now, hypothetically, is not getting the attention, yeah. right? So guess what? what? Then the rebellion comes out. You're going out with your friends or you're doing other things. And guess what? Then you see somebody else, hypothetically, mm. another female. Yeah. And you you chat a little bit and, yeah. oh, yeah, my wife. You know, you just start doing this stuff. And yeah. then all of a sudden, she's giving you the attention that you haven't gotten. All of a sudden, you got a little spark going. Yep. And then, you know, oftentimes, not oftentimes, on occasion, you know, that leads to infidelity or cheating. Mm-hmm. So it's just the rebellion phase is a very scary place to be if mm-hmm. you know if you value a relationship and that's why communication is so important which we're going to talk about in our action steps yeah, but 100%. the rebellion phase and if you if you don't take care of your rebellion phase that's when you run into a lot of challenges with infidelity and just yes. actions that sometimes you're not able to unwind absolutely and so it's paramount that you understand these five mm-hmm. stages so yeah and I've seen I've I've heard of marriages going all the way into the 20 year mark with that rebellion and then because it's not fixed, something like that does happen and it explodes, implodes the marriage yep. and there is no helping at that point. And so yep. you want to be able to catch this early. So the fifth stage is renewal and restoration of your union. So, oh, you know, good. and, and this is about, um, coming from your heart. This is a not, this is not you against them or they did a, B, and C, it's really about coming from your heart and being able to recognize, okay, why you married them in the first place. And it's about seeing them different and it's about doing some work on your, on your end. So oftentimes, and, and I've said this before, that when there are two people involved in any situation, both parties are responsible. Always. So if there is something that you're frustrated about your husband or your, your wife doing or your spouse, your partner, um, 
and you haven't said anything, that's your responsibility to say something. It is. It, it's about you know you being able to come you know with with communication and talk about what you're feeling. And and the reason I say that is because I always had a hard time with that, right? Because I always wanted to allow people to be who they are, and I didn't know when I was supposed to say something. Uh-huh. I didn't know when <clears throat> I felt like I could. And I was just talking to some friends today about this: is that we were in entertainment and um, we had no say. So if we didn't like something, we were out. And so I was literally trained not to say what I liked or didn't like. Because if I said I didn't like something or didn't think something was good or approved, you could be out on the street, right? You could be off the show. You could whatever. And, you know, if I was told to lose 10 pounds, I had to lose 10 pounds. And, you know, if I had to fit into a size four costume, but I was really a size six, I had to figure it out. And so there was no choice along the way. And that really did bleed over into my romantic relationships because I didn't know when I could say what I wanted and needed. And yeah, I get that. I think that's very common. I think so too. I think so too. Because you want to be nice. You love someone, you know, you can, you can love someone and not like them. You know, you can go through a relationship and just not like your partner at that point. Um, but it's really about looking at yourself and, and having, um, and changing you. And we're going to talk about how to do that, Yeah. how to create that appreciation and how to create, uh, create that, that gratitude for your, your partner. Yeah, so uh, still on the restoration phase, I think it's really important um, that people uh, realize is that you know it's not about it's not about changing the other person when you're restoring or the restoration. No, it's about looking at yourself a little differently or looking yeah. at your life differently, yeah. right? Because you married them that way. So yes. it's not about oh we got to change this person now. It's the yeah. restoration phase. Well, I mean, I mean, most likely they're different than when you married them. That's not yes, you know of their course. their core essentials are the same, but their habits are probably different. However we participate in everything. And so we maybe have participated in those behaviors, Yes, you know, getting to where it was. Maybe we didn't say something when we should have. Maybe, yes. you know, right. And the other partner thinks mm. that everything is okay. Right. So if nobody's telling me anything, I guess I'm fine. You know, and the other partner is thinking, oh, I should say something, but should I, is it my place to say something, you know, and, you know, dealing with all this. So let's talk about the action steps and how to, get through all of this all right action steps for success so yeah. obviously it's it's always important anything you're doing is to have takeaways so one of the things I learned is is never leave the place uh, of a decision without taking action so we always want to give you action steps so you can go in and make it happen so yeah. go yeah. so <clears throat> I think the first thing is if you know there are five stages of a marriage or relationship and this being either romantic or in business, if you know that that's coming, you can be aware. Your eyes can be open and you can recognize things and go, oh, okay, we're now in reality. We were in the honeymoon, you know, romance (laughs) phase, but now we're in true reality. Okay, I need to approach this differently. Okay, if something comes up, I need to talk about it. If I'm feeling something, I need to have that conversation. And I think that's where when we're young, we don't know that we can. And we don't know that there is even, there are these parts. But when you're um, more mature, maybe more schooled and educated, and you can have this with you, this is what I love about this program so much because I want to arm people of all ages, right, with with these tools and strategies. Um, but if you know that there's five stages, you can be prepared for each one. So when you go into something, you can recognize, oh my gosh, I'm in resentment. I need to, to have a conversation with my partner so that we can dispel any pressure, you know, like lifting up the top of that soda can so that I can release that pressure and we can get back to reality, which mm-hmm. is a wonderful place to be Right. still. Yeah. And we'll talk about how you add romance into that. Um, I want to stop there for a second yeah. because, you know, like Jennifer said, if you knew that there's five stages of marriage. Yeah. And you can prepare for that and grow through it. <clears throat> but I have a question for you. Yeah. I mean, it seems kind of cut and dried, five stages of marriage. But I look at us. We've been together for 10 years. Yes. 
we've definitely been through all five stages. Yeah. But I feel like, you know, right now, um, we're closer and uh, more romantic and more intimate than we've been, I don't know, in a long time. So I guess the point is, is that, you know, the romance stages can come back. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's kind of an ebb and flow thing. But just because it's at the beginning doesn't mean you can't, you're not able to have it later as well. Right. Well, I guess romance, and I and I should have clarified that. It's not just, it's that, it's that honeymoon phase. I it's know that, what you mean. Right. It's I know that what you mean. you're... Every, yeah, you're in love. Great. <laughs> everything's great, and you've got those rose-colored glasses. Yeah. You're never in that place again. That is with a chemical. But what you can have, <laughs> no, well, no, no. Where, listen, how, how can well, you no, judge no. where I'm at? I'm not judging that. It's a chemical <laughs> process, so I know where you're at. Um, but part of it is, um, but you can have the romance back in the relationship. There's no question um, that to go through. We are. I will agree with you. We are in the best place we've, we've ever been, and we are definitely in number five with renewal and restoration. 100%. We're closer. Our friendship is deeper. Our partnership is better. Um, our romance is uh, more intimate. Mm-hmm. And there's no question that we are there. And that's the most beautiful thing to be able to teach this and know that we've gone through every single stage and we know what those are. Yeah. Um, and so romance can 100% be back into your world. It's just something that you have to work at, which we're going to talk about. So yep. why don't you go back into um, three and four there? Yeah. So again, back to the action steps. So Jennifer said, if you you know if you knew if if you know that when you enter the marriage there's five steps you would be able to approach it differently so action step number two is you know if you knew it I mean if you actually knew it I'm, I'm with this person we're, we're going to get married but if I knew that there's gonna be five stages mm-hmm. then I would just chill and let it go I yeah mean, let's watch it progress and, yeah. and input it and move it and yeah. and but if you're just blind to the fact that oh we're not getting along right now well yeah all of a sudden you're in this place <laughs> and you're like my marriage sucks or you know yeah. we're not getting along we're this or that and you're like oh when you can when you can um reverse engineer this and just dissect where you are you yeah. can go oh oh i see how we got here i see how we got here and i see my part in it um and one thing that you said that was really important is that um oh wait i just lost it one thing um Something you said that was really, really important that I wanted to expand on. Um, it'll come back, but it is. It was. It's in the understanding that um, you you can see things on the whole scale rather than just being moment to moment and being reactionary. You can right. actually look at where things are. So um, yeah, I love that. If you knew, you would you would see the whole thing differently. So go on to the next one there. Well, number three is enjoy the romance. Yeah. And so I guess what that means is is that. If you knew that, you're going into the romance phase, man, enjoy it, yeah. love it, eat it up and all that. And, and I mean, I just, I guess that's what it is. It's like, if you're going to have that phase. Can you make it longer? <laughs> and, uh, you know, from my perspective, because where I am in my brain, it's like, I, I feel like you can create this stage again. I mean, yes. I really feel like, I really feel like I'm in that stage again. Do you? Yeah, because I, I just, that's how I feel do about it. Do you have rose colored glasses on for I me? Do. That's great. I do. So... That's so good. I do not accept your chemical, <laughs> your doctor, uh, you know, yeah. I have a lot of doctors look at me that don't know what the hell's going on. <laughs> this is true. This is true. I believe so. I believe that you can, because I feel the same. I totally feel the same. I think that you can get back to that place, but I think you do it with, um, without the rose colored glasses. I think you can have the same chemical, um, you have the same chemical releases and the same romance and feeling, but you see it within the reality mm-hmm. of the world. And so that's I think fair. that's a stronger, um, more deep connection. And um, one of the things, I think this is where I lost um, what I was going to talk about is that 
about, oh, in, in the reality stage, it, it really is where you, you prove yourself. So this is action step number four. Yeah, action. It's, it's really um, when you, after the, after that romance and that, you know, that blissful <laughs> time is, is gone. And it doesn't just end, by the way. I mean, people who are in a relationship, it's just, it definitely, um, it's your underlying feeling throughout the, the relationship when it's real and something that is long lasting. Um, but in the reality stage, it's really when you, you show your two colors. And I say this because, um, after, after the romance is gone, but no, after the love and right. <laughs> okay. Wait, Engelbert Humperdinck or earth, wind and fire. That's yes, what I want to know. Okay. Um, that's not how it goes. After the love is gone. That's how it goes. <laughs> yeah. Kind of, I guess. It is. Um, well, my voice is, you know, <laughs> Um, so, um, but no, it's when you, okay, how do you show up when things go wrong? How do you show up when there's a challenge? Mm. How do you show up when there's an upset? How do you show up when you're low on money? How do you show up when one of the kids are hurt? How do you show up? You know, who are you in those, in those times? Because when you're in that chemical stage of, of oxytocin and love, the in loveness of, of everything, people show up differently typically, but in the reality stage, um, you are you typically, this is a couple years into the marriage or relationship, right? So you are really who you are. And so you are, you're seeing how the other person is. You're proving you, you're proving yourself to, to each other. You're showing who your, your true colors are because you can't hide for too long. So it really is important to, um, you know, keep working on yourself, keep appreciating one another and keeping that the reason why I started dating you in the first place are these and you know keeping yourselves there because when you do get resentful or frustrated with somebody is when you can lose your anger lose your temper and right. you know have more anger maybe not watch how you say things and uh get too comfortable with somebody where you should be comfortable in love and feeling like you're with your best friend but not to where you feel like you can say the first thing out of your mouth you know if there's an issue so awesome yeah yeah um so yes next Number five is if or when you hit resentment, you must have conversations. And that's the underlying theme of everything. Okay. In business and in life. Yeah. You got stuff going on in your business. You're upset with your sales manager. You're upset with one of your employees. You have to go talk to them. Yeah. And that's the thing is we would. Mm -hmm. If you're upset with your national sales manager right now or your CEO or something, you're going to go talk to him or her yeah. so that you can get a clear picture of what's going on and what you need to do to win. Yes. In relationships, oftentimes we don't do that. We yeah. run and hide and I don't know what, what, you know, I'm just putting words out there. But the fact is, is if and when you get into that phase, mm-hmm. you've got to open up conversation. And that mm-hmm. is, you know, conversation is the key to so many things that we talk about in business Absolutely. and in life. Communication. It really is. It really is based on communication. Yep. Everything that we're talking about. Here. So, and then we talked about, you know, how to do that in, in some of the previous episodes. If you yeah. watch some of our previous episodes, we talked about softeners and how to use language patterns when you're addressing someone. And what that means is how do you soften the conversation? If I want to talk to Jennifer about something yeah. and let's say hypothetically, she leaves everything on the counter and that really bothers me. And so, Rather than coming in and saying, damn it, can you ever clean off the counter? Mm-hmm. You know, that doesn't set things off right. right. So if you use a softener uh, or, or a, a frame, like a because frame, mm-hmm. uh, because frame is, you know, hey, baby, you know, because I, I love you so much and I just love our relationship. Um, I just love to find a solution to keeping the counter a little bit cleaner because it's something that is important to me when I come in the house. Mm-hmm. 
Do you think we could talk about that? Right. And and my reaction would be, oh my gosh, of course. Like, how can I help? You know, right. Typically, yeah. And so what you just heard was a because frame. It, it allows it to be framed in a way <clears throat> that she wants to help me. And so that's a skill that we teach at our Vegas Love Weekend, and along with many other skills. So um, huge, huge, huge thing you can use. It is so powerful <clears throat> to have those. Number six, we hope you don't find the rebellion fit stage. Uh, but if you find yourself in a rebellion stage, get some professional assistance, take responsibility. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is like, look, it's easy to point fingers. I mean, I've been divorced. Uh, I know you haven't been divorced, but you've been through a stable of people. Uh, hey, uh, <laughs> that's your word. Not stable mine. of relationships. Stable. Stable. No, I never said stable. stable. We're still attempting to count them. But, uh, <laughs> I have a whole herd. I had a whole herd of, of relationships. Yeah. I just have to say a name and oh, yep. That one too. <laughs> so, no, but so really like, is, it is, it is about, um, you can, you can absolutely skip the rebellion stage. You do not have to go there. Yeah. Um, in a healthy communicative, uh, communicative relationship, if you get to resent you can typically work it out there. You yep. don't have to get to rebellion to get to renewal. So right. you can get to renewal right, right after resentment. And here's the key, ladies and gentlemen. If you're if you're going to cop out, you're going to leave and say, ah, oh, screw them. They don't get me. Yeah. I don't. They don't understand. You leave, and you have to take yourselves with you. So mm -hmm. you take the same person, the same mindset, the same psychology, the same set of behaviors, and you go find someone else. And then you get into the romance phase, <coughs> and then you run the same game over and over again. So. Yeah. When you're in that phase, that's the time to take a look and see if we can make some changes. Yeah, because it really starts with the thing, from within, and that's what our next um, strategy is, is the key to renewal and restoration is finding appreciation for your partner or your job, if we're talking about business, right? So um, within a romance and within a marriage, within a partnership, it's about finding appreciation for that person. How do you do that? Um, one way is to have a journal. Find something one once a day that you appreciate about that person. Um, every time you look at your partner is to find, remember why you fell in love with them in the first place. Yep. And little by little, and I promise you this happens, little by little you will start to fall back in love. You'll start to see things differently. And this is the most powerful thing they will most likely start to change some of their behavior yes. because what happens is as you find appreciation and as you start um, feeling that love again, you'll start doing things differently, start talking to your partner differently, start behaving differently towards them. And in return, they'll start doing it at the same time. It truly, when I say magic, it truly is like magic. Yep. Um, and I will never forget the time when I was so frustrated with you and I loved you, but I was just, I was just didn't know how to connect and I was having some issues and I knew that you loved to, um, you loved when you, when I made you dinner because it was something that you didn't have to do for yourself. Like a, you were having to struggle so much with your, um, with your food because of, you know, your diet restrictions with your disease. And so, um, I remember that I just, I prayed, I prayed to God, like, please just give me, find, help me find some strength and understanding and what to do here. And all of a sudden I had this urge to go to Trader Joe's and go shopping for food. And I didn't question it. I wanted to get out of the house if it was perfect. And I went in there and as I was shopping, I thought, you know what, I'm just going to make, I'm going to buy food for the whole week. I'm going to make, I'm going to buy steaks. I'm going to buy salmon. I'm going to buy chicken. I'm going to buy everything that we need for, for me to make dinner every single night. Um, and I came home and I remember putting the groceries on the counter and you were in the living room where I could see you. And I said, baby, I said, I'm going to, I'm going to make you dinner every single night tonight. And I remember your, your face just lit up and your attitude changed. And you said, really? I said, yeah. I said, every night I'm making you dinner. And 
I saw the smile in his heart and I saw the smile, the softness in your, around your body. And I knew that something had changed. I knew something magical had changed. And when I tell you it's an instant, that's exactly how fast it happened. And, um, it's magic when you see somebody in appreciation and come from a serve, um, a serve mentality rather than they're not doing something for me mentality. And it's, it's, it's magical and it's instant and it's transformative. Yep. Yep. I agree. And I, and I think that, uh, you know, you, you are such a kind, loving person that just, you know, because you're so kind and you're so loving, I want to do things for you and I want to make you happy. And I want to be, you know, it's different. It's, it's different for me, honestly, just because, you know, with my health situation, mm-hmm. when I got diagnosed and, you know, and you're almost dying and you come back, there's only one thing that, you know, nothing else matters anymore except for being the best I can be, mm-hmm. uh, being the best husband I can be, being the best father I can be, the best brother I can be, just because nothing else matters. You know, when you almost die, you realize that everything you think is important doesn't even matter. Yeah. The only thing that matters is your relationship with the people you care about the most. And so that helped me uh, do some changing and everybody doesn't get to have that gift that I had. Uh, but at the same time, I think people can recognize, look, if you're going to be here on earth, might as well choose to be happy. Mm-hmm. And so how you can make your relationship happy is to follow some of these steps and make sure you're communicating along the way, just like in your job or your career. If you're unhappy, you've got yeah. to talk and you would. Yeah. And uh, so anyway, that it's just a, it's just a great lesson. Yeah. So I want to tell a quick story here before we cut this one off that I was talking to my friend today uh, from high school who came to Vegas for a, uh, an event. His name's Jeff Four, And Jeff and I were talking a little bit about this particular topic, just about communication. And um, we were just talking about the fact that, and he's a guy that was raised kind of like I was, you know, Midwest and get her done and don't complain and and all that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff and and uh he he fought with us for years and you know he said i felt not it wasn't about him it was about generally speaking it's like i i'm afraid to tell someone who i really am because they won't love me anymore wow you know because if they knew this about me then they wouldn't love me anymore right and so he fought with that and held you know some stuff in for years then he finally came out and shared it and he said this relationship just got so close and he felt better and you know it's it's the magic of communication and most men aren't good at it right and so hearing it from jeff was really impactful because i mean nothing disrespectful with jeff but he's just a, a guy a, a guy that, like like a lot of guys mm-hmm. so the fact that he was just talking about it was really incredible that's powerful it was it was wow because he was holding stuff in for 25 years that he was Bless that he was not embarrassed but um you know, he felt he did some things wrong. Yeah. But again, that's judgment. Yeah. You know, it's like it could not be wrong to somebody else, but right. it was wrong to him. Anyway, the communication with your partner is absolutely important. Yeah. Isn't that interesting too? I mean, on that point is, you know, when we judge ourselves, we think everybody else is judging us as well. <laughs> and then in turn, we try to protect that and it changes the way we interact with other people. Yep. So when we work on our inner judgment, you know, and work on accepting ourselves for who we are entirely, it changes the dynamics between other relationships. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, this, this was really wonderful. I, I'm so thankful that Steve Gutzler and I talked about this and I'm so thankful for him to you know, bring me this information. So Steve, thank you. If you're listening, I really appreciate you. And, um, you know, what a great guy and, and great information. And I love that, you know, once I heard this, I knew that we had to share it. That's awesome. Yeah. Thank you, Steve. <laughs> so that is, um, 
the five stages of marriage. Mm -hmm. And so if you uh, wanna review the action steps, just go into the notes section. We have them all uh, listed for you. And if you're looking to really take your relationship to the next level and really connect and close those gaps, uh, go to the website, uh, businessoflove.vegas and take a look at our Vegas Love Weekend Retreat where we have 10 couples that come to Vegas and Jennifer and I put you through all the skills and all the drills and all the exercises that we use to help our relationship grow. So in a two-day period, you'll walk out with tools, strategies, a game plan, and and um, a lot of love in your heart. And then you get to hang out on Sunday by the pool and drink margaritas. So. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like fun. Yeah, yeah. so we, we, we start the event on Friday at 10. Uh, we go till 5, and then we have an exclusive dinner at a Vegas hotspot. And then on Saturday, we restart at 5, five or, or 10 in the morning again. We have a full day, uh, obviously catered lunch in the penthouse. And then in the evening, they're on their own because that's mm -hmm. the last night. And people like, kind of like to blow it out. And, and we're kind of like fuddy-duddy. So we don't like to go out with the crowd. <laughs> right. <laughs> Actually, I, we, we do that for the benefit of our people. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so we're rested, yeah. So anyway, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for tuning in. This is Dan Lear, The Business of Love. Thanks for joining us. And uh, Jennifer Lear, thank you so much. You're amazing. Until mm -hmm. next time. Make it your best day ever. And remember, your relationship is in your control. So make great decisions and uh, put in, you're going to put in what you get out. Make it a great day. Mm -hmm.